Welcome to Kick the Effin' Ball Podcast, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. From GA to LGFA to Hurling and Camogie. Here we go! And the referee is looking around and acting of Mickey. Slobberini, Slobberini! There's men being kicked and bruised all over. Over the bell with the bell for the day. Over the bell with the death. He got a boot in the head and you're not looking at it. He got a boot. Oh, how the hell are you? You're listening to Kick the Effing Ball, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. It's episode seven. Already? It is, Nathan. Already. It is. Seven episodes of talking shit already. <laughs> and we're getting better at it as we're time goes right. on. Yeah, doing yeah. all right now. Yeah. I got a text off John O'Keenan last week already. <laughs> what, what's wrong? Uh, GAA lessons coming for you very soon. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah. He <laughs> and by you, he meant me. <laughs> um, Big week of action. Big week. Big week. Great, was great, great weekend for Offaly. Again. Jesus, like that money is really, really <laughs> working, isn't it? Huge result for Offaly in the hurling. That's three from three. To bet Carlo 225 to 116 on Sunday. Yeah. Did you have a look at it? No, I suppose you're doing something again. I was doing something, but I tell you, I did watch a game this week, but go on, we'll talk about it in a minute. Oh, Nathan did watch a game. I did, but I watched the second half of a game. Oh, right. Okay. I was eating dinner for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Takes you 30 minutes to eat dinner. I have a big dinner. <laughs> and uh, of course, then off you bet in uh, Limerick in the football, 16 points to 111. Yeah, yeah, another huge. So we've got three from three in Hurling. Two, two from two, two in, the football. in football, yeah. and they're waiting on Tipperary on Sunday in O'Connor Park. I think so. Not sure. Yeah, no, no. I I, yeah, no. <laughs> I have it here in front of me. Should we have it here in front of you? Yeah. Or why are you guessing? Like? Ah, sure. You know me now. Uh, Camogie up and running as well. Huge win up in Dublin. Yeah. They bet them four seven to one fourteen. It's a good result. E- exactly. And then on top of that, it was a f- clean sweep for Offaly this weekend. Yeah. Offaly. Playing Carlo and the ladies football, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was it. Sorry, I mean, I had a brain fart there, Nate. Never have them. Um, I've often had more, <laughs> more, <laughs> more than just a brain fart. <laughs> yeah, they had a great win for uh, up and running as well. They best off, or Carlo, 316 to 116. Yeah. Huge result. But then you look on the other side of things across the border, Westmead, it's not going too well. Now, saying that, I watched the game on Saturday against Mio. Me are going to be in a toss-up for the All-Ireland title again this year. Regardless of any year, they are going to be in toss-up toss oh, yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. They ran me all close. Um, me only bet them by three points, 212 to 21 points. Um, could the game be won for Westmead? Yeah, probably. I think they... Le- like. Did th- you see the photo? The photo that was shown on Sports Joe.ie. Your man Jordan Flynn that plays for Mayo. i seen Having it. to pay for his own parking. I was like, Cusick <laughs> Park. Could <laughs> 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 you imagine? Could <laughs> you imagine telling Ray Keane he's to pay for parking outside Old Trafford? <laughs> <laughs> but you're needing what the... Or, listen, unfortunately, there's no parking outside Cusick Park. No. Yeah, that's just reality. And they're, they're actually are doing it all up. So it'll be interesting to see what to do in the coming months, years yeah. with Cusick Park. Like because fair, off, in fairness, off the GA are lucky to have the facilities in Auburn Park across the road. Oh, man. But even off the GA at the back of it, like the bus is coming in. Yeah. The, the, f- the money they pumped into that in the last Savage years, job. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, great job. I see there's, um, I don't know, and, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not really too sure what's going on. But did you see there's a bit of a dispute over the rent with Tullamore GA? No, I didn't. Connor Park. I've seen something that... Um, 
from my understanding, I could be completely wrong in saying this, but from my understanding, it was basically awfully said to Tullamore, we can't afford to pay you all this rent, lads. We've no crowd was going to games. Right. And Tullamore more or less said, well, tough day. More or less. That's from my from my understanding of what I read. Do you, want, do you actually want John O'Kane to pay too silly? I don't care. You can try all you want. And then on top of it, Westmead got absolutely... Oh, what's the word? Um, I, I, don't I can't even think the word. Um... Well, well bet, well bet well against bet. Cork. Yeah, well, you, you, you nearly said I bet them that bad to be looking at GBH charges. Yeah, yeah, it was seven twenty six to fifteen points. Cork, Cork could be looking to go into court now over there or something. <laughs> they bet them that bad. <laughs> oh. the they're going to have to do time over. <laughs> uh, there's drug testing going on now. <laughs> no, I wasn't on about that. I was on about they bet them that hard that Jesus, these lads are going to get done for GBH. And then on Sunday, the Westmead ladies travelled all the way up to Donegal. Donegal. Uh, yeah, played them in Bally Buffet. And we're bet as well in Division One, two thirteen to one seven. Um, it probably would have been a game that Westmead Lades were aiming towards. They have a tough group as well, um, and they were probably kind of targeting that game to get something out of it to yeah. probably keep themselves up. So it's going to be a tough challenge for them as well. So look, uh, kind of you're kind of looking a bad start across all disciplines oh, for G- for Westmead GA. Yeah? yeah, to a certain extent, except for the Camogie. The Camogie have now won two from two. They bet Mead, okay. uh, three seven to twelve points. But so basically, how it's going to work in the lads now? They're going regard because Mead bet down on Sunday. Um, it leaves me. It leaves down and Westmead playing a rubber match this week. A rubber match. Yeah, basically. Yeah, dead rubber match. It's it's not worth it. Sh- it's not worth the program it's written on yeah 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 thank <laughs> you um, so Mead or Westmead and Down are going to be going into relegation right um, for the hurlers it's, no, it's not looking good either it's not they've lost what, they've lost three, 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 yeah, they've lost yeah, three so yeah. look but listen but they're, they're playing in a very very high standard of hurling yeah they're probably I'm not going to say lucky to be there but at the same time you know what I mean? Like how how Westmead are in Division One, like the the difference in quality in Division One and Division Two. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Even from a pleb like me that doesn't really know what he's looking at, and well, Jez looked the way he's hitting the ball with his stick. Jez is lovely. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? You can you can still you can see the, class, the difference yeah. in quality. Yeah. Like there's nothing to say that Westmead are going to go down to Division Two next year and wipe the board clean. Possibly. It's possible. You know I what I mean? Do you know what I actually think? Then I think they're caught in between. A rock and a hard place because mm. I think personally there could be nearly too strong for Division Two, yeah, and too weak for Division One. They're kind of an up and down team. Yeah, a yo-yo. A yo-yo. That's what the one. That's what I was trying to think of. Have you, you ever had a yo-yo? I had a yo-yo when I was a Gosson, Yeah. How'd that go? Ah, uh, John O'Keefe and broke it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, we look at the fixtures this weekend as well. We'll have a quick look so, yeah. at them. Yes. So the awfully men. Yeah. You're going to be playing Tipperary Home. We said that already. Next one. The awfully ladies footballers are at home in O'Connor Park, which is great for the ladies to get into O'Connor Park. Uh-huh. They're going to be playing in Limerick. But I don't think Bretland Park is ready yet, is it? No, no, no. I I think they're playing in the county grounds, the main county grounds, and it's great for them to be oh in yeah. there. The awfully camogie ladies will be playing Kilkenny. Tough game. Um, obviously, because of the awfully hurlers have now played their two games. Yes. Or three games. Three games, yeah. Yeah, so they're waiting, obviously, to get to the semi-final. They have a week off, so basically. Ah, take la- relax. Relax yourself, relax. boys. Jesus, I told you before, 
You're not machines, you're only men. Will you calm down? <laughs> Westmead then are playing down at home, as I said to you already. Would that be football or hurling no more? If you're not that would be football. football. There's no there's no hurling on this weekend. No hurling at all this weekend. Well, there's, uh, I think it's like Division 2 or Division 3, Sligo are playing someone, and I don't know. I didn't go down that far, to be honest with you. All oh, right, okay. Uh, and then the Westmead ladies are playing Galway. And Galway? Ooh, which is going to be tough. Be a tough game. Well, only thing about it, Galway are coming from a defeat as well. They were bet by Mayo last Saturday evening. Mayo. Yeah, bet by a point in the last couple of minutes. PJ won't be happy about that. Nathan, yes. I know you probably didn't see this over the weekend, but for awfully ladies and awfully camogie, yeah, uh-huh. a girl scored 413 in 24 hours for both. BGSs. Yeah, well, not for both. Like, so she scored the way it worked. On the Saturday, they played Dublin. Gron Egan's her name, by the way. Where was she from, though? Oh, jeez. Uh, she played with Tullamore in the football. And, oh, Nathan, you have me on this one now. We Google that one later on. Don't worry about it. Oh, and I know this. Oh, I can't, I can't oh. remember. The clock is ticking. No, I just... No. Can I ring a friend? Boo. Wrong game show. This is Countdown. All right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so on Saturday, she went up to Dublin, right? Scored 3-5 for the Camogie. Lovely. Not too bad on a, on an outing. Less than twenty four hours later, she travelled down to Carlo IT to play Carlo, and scored one eight. Good girl. Yeah, all right, good girl. And what age would have of a lady would she be now? Mm, like, would she be an up and comer, or would she be a seasoned pro? Would she be there a I while? Think, no, I think she's been knocking around for the past couple of years. Um, she was definitely here the last maybe two years. I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna say that. Um. And another thing on this, right, I was watching, I kind of had a, a glisten and a gamble of all the matches over the weekend. Mm. And the highlight, highlight of my weekend, what? right, the awfully lady senior manager. Right. He knows how to rock it out, Gary Daly. Okay. He's the only man, you know the way all the new managers, they're all kid out to their, with their new gear and all the the track the suits yeah. and everything. As Pat Short would say, all dialed up to the nine to a job. No, he's like he's like the awfully version of Paul Galvin. Right. He arrived rocking into it with the awfully jumper, right? A pair of denim jeans, Ooh. and what I could say would be maybe a cowboy boots or a pair of Timberlands. Oh yes, it's like a lad straight off a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that. You don't see that too often anymore, do you? No. Then now that is old style, pure. Yeah. Hey. It works, obviously. Well, hey, come here. He's obviously it's doing something right. Well, so. he is doing something right because it's kind of like match now, pints later. Don't no change straight in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I'm thinking about. <laughs> um, That's classic. So on another note as well, it's kind of very much nearly awfully stuff this weekend. I'm actually talking to you about mm-hmm. Niall McNamee. Seventeen years since the fella met his debut for awfully. Yeah, I've seen that today. They reckon, is it Stephen Cluxton and... So, after Ross Monley... Ross Monley and Stephen Cluxton. Yeah, and Stephen Cluxton. He's the longest-serving player in Gaelic football for his county. But how long is Ross Monley on the scene? <laughs> is he still playing? He is still playing. And Jesus. Well, uh, Jesus, actually, now you haven't... Because I can no, remember, he, Ross no, Monley, he was, like, he was the big boy when, when I was younger. Yeah, well, Ross Monley played in 2004, 2003 Leinster Finals. So... I actually don't know how long he's on the scene. Um, but I, I'm i trying to think. I de- definitely know Ross Money played last year. I well, do know that. And in all fairness, McNamee had a 
was here about two or three years ago and he he got a bad doing in the in the county semi final against Lara. He like, a lot of people reckon he's he's still not right after it. Well, obviously he's I doing come here. Obviously he's doing something right because he came on and more or less kicked three or four uh, scores for them against Limerick. Yeah, and got them got them through. Yeah, I reckon he was the difference in the but game. Nathan, you can't you can't beat experience. You can't. All the young lads you have, you can't beat the lad. That's 50 years of age on a junior B team. The jersey absolutely glued to him. The bottom of the belly hanging out. Yeah. He going in full forward. You were talking about your future here. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like that. From what, from, experience. From what, from what I know about uh, McNamee's game is that he, he has this area in the pitch with this 20, 30 yards or wherever in the pitch that he can score from anywhere within inside this box. Right. And he stays within... That kind of area. That kind of area. Oh. And that's for sure, as I said, he can score from anywhere within the area. So why wouldn't you stay within the area? No, I'm assuming if needs be, he'll pull back pull forward pull back or pull forward or whatever. But from what from what I've been told, was obviously I haven't with COVID and all that, I haven't actually seen him play in a while. Whereas I would have used to have been seeing him at Clara in all games. I won't see it now because Clara gone to senior B. But this that's kind of what he does. Can I ask you a question? You said the start of the show, you watched the game. What was it? I watched the second half of uh, the Dublin game. Dublin, <laughs> I'm spitting here. The Dublin and Kerry, Kerry game. Yeah. Well, what do you make of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Nathan. Who won it? Draw match. How was it? Uh, this is penalty in the last minute. Come on, give me. I was wow. eating. I was eating a bit. I was eating a lovely bit of cheesecake when I was watching it. It was lovely. <laughs> that's how. That's how it kept entertaining. That's it. But what I what I did see, I think Kerry were a little bit hard done by. Uh, did the goal disallowed? Oh, he was called for over carrying. I thought you were going to say offside. I got sent the wrong show. <laughs> he was. Um, he was called for over carrying, but I think it was a little bit harsh considering the Dublin player. You literally. He was nearly going to drive to the game and give the man a saddle. He was literally on his back that much. Right. I okay. thought it was very. I thought it was a harsh call by the referee, and it would have been a big, big game changer. Right. Okay. But it was. It was, it was a bit of a freak score in that game. Must have Dublin scored it was a four seven or something like that. Four yeah. eight, something like that. But That's I think if I think if anyone's going to be dumb this year, it's going to be Kerry. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Kerry have a young team. Oh, but it's not that alone. Like you see what David Clifford's doing at the minute. Uh, He's just sick. I don't know what you're saying, yeah, for you. you didn't know who he was last week. You thought he was on the Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. We won't get into the Eurovision. <laughs> I'm terribly, terribly upset over the Eurovision. <laughs> Why? We, we didn't even get into the final. No, we didn't even get into the final. Again. Would you go for the Eurovision? I, would you believe more now? I'm in the process of trying to write an old York there for the Eurovision. Why are you calling it? I don't know. I haven't even We could yet. be like the next... Dustin Turkey on Eurovision. Kick no. the effing ball goes to Eurovision. We could be like, <laughs> we could be like Father Ted. We could be like Jedburgh after too many pizzas. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's good. <laughs> keep hammering into chip sandwiches. We will anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Morph, let's tell the lovely people who we have as our very, very, very special guest this week. Considering he's going to be with us in one minute. <laughs> I am delighted this week delighted. to have the awfully legend, hard as nails. I would be quite squared of him if I met him in person, Kieran McManus. Only a shame he wasn't born, maybe, what, six or seven kilometres closer to Clara, he wouldn't have been us. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, okay, we're going to head on over to Kieran. Oh! All right, 
folks, on this week's podcast, I am delighted to have an awfully legend on with us, Mr. Kieran McManus, the man that fielded every ball from 1996 to 2011 in the middle of the park. Kieran, how the hell are you? Yeah, great. <laughs> Yourself, flying. <laughs> un- 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 unbelievable to have you. I won't say I won't say I fielded every ball. I won't say I fielded every ball though. I might have tried to get them already, but I won't say I caught them. All. Maybe you broke up every lad that was going for a ball. Well, that was the job half the time because I knew they were better than me. So, Kieran, we'll we'll dive straight into it. A young Kieran McManus, born and raised in Tubber. Where did you get your love for GA, or where did it all begin? Um, I don't look at my father was huge. I mean, my father's one of the main founders of Tubber GA here with Joe Graham and Frank Egan, great stalwart. And I believe out names here, of course, but they're the ones that come to mind straight away. But my father was there in, in the formation of the club the second time round, because I've heard many stories about the first time round. And, <laughs> and, uh, it, I don't think involved in that too, Pat McManus and others. So, um, but yeah, look, at Tubber. Um, there was no other place I was going to play in football. Uh, uh, let me see, national school... We had Joe Lowry, uh, famous Tani man, and, and my father were probably the managers while we were able to kick ball. <laughs> and, uh, we were dragged around in cars, about 10 to a car for every... Uh, we were only three teacher schools, so... Um, yeah, we used to play uh, Welsh Island and all these sort of... Uh, same same size schools as ourselves. It was a great crack now, I remember it all. It was, um, because... There were some memorable games, believe it or not. I can still remember a few of them. Uh, Richie Connor was actually manager of Welsh Island. Right. He was a school teacher uh, there. So we had great battle. You know, the big office there, and this Tubber boys coming to play them. You know, so it was always good crack. But but for anyone that doesn't know Tubber, where it's located, it's it's look it's located between Clara and Moat. You're you're more or less on on the border, and. It, like it's such a you, you drive through it basically a blink of an eye like the population is quite small there so for I suppose a man like yourself to come out of it um and have uh, I suppose such a profile you had um it, it's phenomenal as well and when you I suppose were that child and you were growing up who would have been that you would have classed as I suppose your sporting icon you would have looked up to whether it'd been an awfully player at the time or Kerry or what was who was there for you. Um, look, the, the big thing was, uh, I suppose, awfully we were going well when I was eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You know, um, I was at the, uh, the, the eighty-two All Ireland. Uh, I was thrown over the fence, <laughs> and I was told to hold on to the wire till he got over the other side. So uh, <laughs> I know I was left home that night. I didn't see him for about a week. So, uh, yeah, so uh, look, at I went to the hurling All Irelands at the. Offley was just, I, I wouldn't like to single out any any one player. Obviously, the tra- Matt Connor and, and all the Connors and the Bryans. And, I mean, there's the famous, it was a great time to be a young lad for Offley. You know, there was, you were, you were, you had Ferban on our doorstep with the Lowry's and, and you know, and, and then I was thrown into senior football at the age of, what, 15? I was in Goats wow. for our first team. So I had the likes of Brendy Lowry bearing down on top of me within. <laughs> Yeah, so, that wasn't a great know, sight uh, to be looking at at 15 years of age no no I think I think my very first game for Tubber and goals he rattled the post in a minute and I said Jesus this is going to be a long hour <laughs> so um, yeah no look at Tubber look at Tubber we, we got onto a great run as well of course I came on to the end of Tubber being 
junior champions, intermediate champions, senior B. So my ideas were, were more the Tubber guys, to be honest, because that is a selector. And, uh, you know, it, it's such a small community. For eight, nine years in Tubber, it was just nonstop of semifinals and finals, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, the, the famous junior final against then on. Um, not only were Offaly, Offaly, well, probably just fading out of the big years then, and Tubber just took over. So really, my whole life was the club. I remember, you know, we'd be dragged every day. Not, not dragged, but I remember being down at the pitch all the time with that as a selector or a trainer with Dinny Wayne and these people. So they were great times, you know. So that's, uh, you know, the, the club itself, it, it was just a great, I suppose that's where the, the love of GA came from. We had such a Stage, you know? Yeah, and, and, and teenage years, uh, Kieran. Um, where did you head for? Did you head Moat Secondary School, or did you head to Clara, or? No, no. Um, I was in the uh, I was in the Maris actually. Wow. Maris had loan. Yeah, so. Um, would have been would have been high uh, class football there as the well. Family connection. No, there was, I mean there was my 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 teacher there, and uh, my my mother's from. Torbeclare or Glass and just so we we had a lot of connections with, with that area and of course my uncle being in, in school there so it was decided I was going to Athlone and uh, you had no choice the kids went there but then we had Ross's the famous Ross's uh, Ross's bus <laughs> tour to remote Mount Temple all the way to Athlone so uh, I know it, it, it was just uh, logistics wise it worked and, and uh, of course we had family relatives in the school working there so you know, yeah. that's, that's how we ended up first so, for um, anyone that doesn't know, you made your breakthrough onto the senior Offaly squad in 1995. Um, you're on the back of winning a Leinster Championship under-21 with Offaly that year. That must have been a big year for you to actually, I suppose, uh, step into the, the Offaly senior panel. And on top of that, if I'm right saying, you also won a Sigerson Cup medal with UCD as well that year. That's right, yeah. I mean... I played senior. No, I won the Leinster under twenty one with Offaly. Or we won, as a, and I was minor the same year, and I couldn't make the minor team. I was midfield, and uh, no way. So that was, yeah, yeah. Called I mean, Carl Daly won an All Star the following year, and uh, I don't know when the Leinster final under twenty one. We we bet we bet Westmead actually. Oh yeah, uh, fourteen seven or something. So that day I kicked eleven at them from midfield. So being a minor and, and taking a Leinster minor and not being able to make the minor team. Was sort of a finger in an eye for, for the selection team at the time. It was a bit bitter over that, as you can see. <laughs> so, uh, so it's a good story now. But anyway, and, and, uh, no, I had friends. I had friends in the minor team, and we weren't. I think I was stuck in goals for a trial, so that was the end of that. We weren't going to any more trials. And and then the great Peter Moore, actually, you know, uh, famous mid midfielder, All Ireland. He, he picked me out um, for the under twenty ones and. There's no such thing as trials for him. You're either going to be on the team or not. So. Well, so that, yeah. Wow. And, and it wasn't long, to be fair, Kieran, before you actually got success at senior level uh, with Offaly. Because in 1997, he claimed a Leinster title, Bet Mead, the famous Mead that yes. were going after winning the All-Ireland. Um, yes. What age were you at that stage? Or you, you must have been still only 21, like a, a young lad. 20. 20. Uh, yeah, I was 20. I, I still played another... We actually, yeah, yeah, I was still under 21 because we lost to Dublin in the famous game uh, where it got, well, Dublin got thrown out after. There was such a row after extra time. Um, 
Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, the, I ended up being great friends with the with Lord of Mercy and Dave Billings. He's a great GA man, an absolute brilliant GA man, yeah. one of the best now I've ever met in the game. But uh, we had two points in under 21 in a parallel park. The game won, I remember Dave Billings ran onto the pitch and he clocked John Ryan. <laughs> Not the right <laughs> he hit him. But he knew exactly what he was doing because he caused a row, unsettled us, and Dublin got a goal to level it. In injury time, went on to win an extra time, but there was an unmerciful row, and thankfully my sister did the video. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dublin kicked out, but we also didn't get the game then. It was, so it was a bitter pill to take. But we had a very good on the 21 team, to be fair. And I tell you, I would have killed Dave Billings that day, and I went on to meet him in UCD, and went on to have one of the, you know great relationship. Brilliant guy. I mean, you wouldn't meet nicer. Uh, ah. shocked away. And would, would I be right saying, Kieran, you wouldn't have been stuck in the middle of that row? I don't know. I wasn't caught in camera. Amazing. Yeah. Look at it. Look at it. I'd love to find the video, actually. I'd say it's, I'd say it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you soldiered for uh, the awfully footballers. Uh, am I right saying this for an incredible 16 years? Is that right? Yeah, 16, yeah, 16 or 17, whatever it is, yeah. Just, yeah, well, no, you're the man that was on the pitch. You had 120 league uh, appearances. You had 64 championship appearance. Um, mm. And the only one that kind of came to you close to that would have been Tyrone's Brian Doher. He would have just outpassed you. Of recent time, then, there's probably have been that little few more. But from that, like, obviously, Niall McNamee's there now as well. But, like... That is, how did you keep going at, at such a high level for 16 years, non-stop? The commitment, uh, the attitude, the drive to keep going. Like, how, how do you each year switch on? Um, uh, look, at, uh, I, 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 it was never an effort, put it that way. I never thought, oh, oh only near the end when, you know, our first child arrived and, you know, things, things started to get serious then. Uh, when it comes to family life and the, and the free time that you have, um, yeah, that, that's when the pressure came on. But before that, you know, um, it, it was never, it never felt like a chore or a job or whatever you want to call it. It just, and you know, you, you knew you weren't, I'm not saying you, you knew you weren't going to win in all Ireland or anything, but there was always that thing of just doing better than what you did the year before. That's That was always the goal. And, we always, there's this belief in Offaly, and I still say it's there, because any lads I ever talk to, there's this belief that you can always, there's always there's something big in you somewhere along the road. And you'd be sort of hoping that, that it's, it's that this will be the year where you do turn something around. Because we got to Leicester final in 2006, and I know Dublin beat us, but you know, we were, we were in semi finals and, and we won Division 2 and Division 3. You know, there are certain years where you yeah. keep you going, you know, keep you motivated. And, uh, and then they're still going well with the club. And, I, I, I just love playing, and that was it. I love, I love the the dressing room. The, you know, the great friendships you make. I mean, it becomes. I won't say it becomes your life, but it, it certainly becomes a big part of it. And and you know, you're you're sacrificing. You're not socialising. You're you're going to the gym. So you spend a lot of time, and you get to know people very, very well. And it's hard to give that up. Then you know, it's a, it's a, the first year. You know, I was uh, after retiring. I'd say probably was the hardest because it was the friendship. It was the knowing what the boys were doing, preparing, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but 
I don't know what kept me going per se. It was just I enjoyed the game a lot. I just enjoyed playing, whether it was for Tubber, Offaly, UCD, whatever, Leinster. Yeah. You know, I, I love playing and trying to be better. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, just uh, you mentioned the 2006 Leinster final. We're just going to go back and have a look, little look at uh, there was an incident kind of near the end of the first half where um, uh, Cahill Daly was cleared I, I, I out. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> he only, uh, I work, I, I, look at good friends. I work partners at Pat Gilroy. Uh, was it Tommy Lyons' manager then, was he? Who was manager Dublin that year? Oh, oh, Pat, um, I'm going to say, no, Tommy Lyons was gone in 2004. After West or after the that Leinster title Westmead won, thousand five. Uh, was this Pat Gilroy? No, Pillar Caffrey. Pillar Caffrey. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, oh, so this day I tell you here and now, Clarkson should have got the line. <laughs> <laughs> but what well, what I was wondering was, do you think it's because it happened in front of a packed Hill sixteen? Like if that had to happen down the canal end, where all the Offaly boys were, they couldn't get into the hill. Like, do you think yourself that would have been? Was it the fact it happened in front uh, of the Dublin fans, you know? Uh, and there's a, there's a there's a bit of that, and there's a bit of everyone's expecting Dublin to win, and there's a, every there's a bit of it's who they are sort of thing, and in Lens, uh, in Croke Park, I, I mean, we were shocked. I mean, Cahill Daly was straight through, and he was taken out of it. I mean, obviously now you have the umpires getting more involved. You, you have more, you have better uh, officials on the sideline as well. I think. I think they're, they have more of a say now. But back, you know, there was no, no, it was just a free kick in. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I th- whatever Aiden's saying, didn't McNamee miss the free kick after? Yeah. He missed that, the that, that, horse, he missed the that, free kick. Yes. <laughs> it was, I never forget. It was, uh, that was, a, it was a draw. Look at It was a draw match at that point. Yeah. A minute before half. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. We were actually rattled. No, no, we were I, we were genuinely rattled at halftime because we, we felt we were playing well. We weren't playing brilliant now, but we, we were, and we had the measure of Dublin. And of course, you know, Dublin were always going to have a spell. And I mean, if they had 14 men without Tuxton yeah. going into the second half, it would have been a different game for sure. Kieran, you done a stint uh, with the Ireland international rules team as well for five years, consecutive uh, years. You had to be one tough, excuse me, language more to be on that pitch with them boys. And I wouldn't mind. I was only was looking. It not at seven years. Was it seven years you done with them? At fourteen caps, I think. And but question being, you yeah. still have to be one hardy. Like, how do you prepare yourself? Like, it's grand going out and poking the heads of Westmead lads and that because adrenaline will get you through because of your neighbours. But you're going playing lads that are professional sport and they're big lumps of men. Now, I do know you went and played rugby with Tull... Like, did you do train with Tullmore Rugby for it? Or was that just something on the side? Or what? what like, how do you get yourself there? And I was even looking at a picture. Uh, you absolutely... I'll never forget. You absolutely opened the lad up with a clothesline. You wouldn't see Undertaker <laughs> on WWE doing it. Some lad from Australia. I'd say he's still trying to go off the ground. Should, should they're only acting. They're only acting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got clothesline myself for my very first match. I, I was definitely in the MCG. Uh, we got the goal off it, though. Um, Peter Canavan scored, I think it was. Or was it Canavan. But I got, I got, I was wide open. I kicked the ball in on my left, which is not the best, obviously, as you know, if you're watching me. So it, it went in long. We got the goal, but I absolutely got murdered. And I, I don't remember 
I remember Trevor Giants telling me to get up and I didn't know where I was. And it's not, not so often I was from coast, but I was definitely close to it then. But no, look, at, I, I, I'm lucky in that I'm very, uh, I always was uh, fairly athletic in that I think in the early days I did a lot of running. Um, and I advocated for any kid, and my own kids even, there'll be athletics is a great sort of aerobic sport, your lung capacity, your physique, everything. I mean, I did cross country until I was. 16. I mean, anyone does cross country in Punchestown race course in a length of uh, two kilometers up and down muck and hills, and it's it toughen you up quicker than, than any Australian. So, you know, cross country in Ireland is it's a penance now. I tell you that, but it's a great, it's a great, it's a great bodybuilder for, for a young child or a young kid um, developing. It's it, and mentally, you know, you're, I think. I owe a lot to athletics. I, I ran a lot when I was uh, I was with RAC and I had, a, I had a pretty good career. I ran against James Nolan a good few times. Now James went on to the Olympics, but we weren't far away from each other a lot in the early days. We were very pretty close, and uh, I think I think that's where I got a lot of the mental toughness and then the the aerobic uh, because the Aussie rules is more around the aerobic ability. I mean, if you if, if you stand around long enough, you're going to get hit. So you know that that what? game is moving. But it's not like compared to the Aussie rules now, uh, Kieran. That you know, it, a lot of the rules like back in like I remember the buses. We were only talking this in a previous episode. Yeah. I remember the buses that we used to get up just simply to watch the rows above, whether being Crow Park. Seven, yeah. I was kicking seven shades of shade <laughs> over each other. That's what we it, want. It was just so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah th- look, there was. I won't deny there's plenty of hard hits, but um. You're well tuned up for it. I mean, it's not as soon as county was over. If anyone was thinking about Australian rules, were training straight away back in the gym. You wouldn't let yourself slip off. Um, you know, John O'Keefe, Colin O'Rourke, all those managers. We, we were training two, three nights, three times a week, all coming up to Dublin. So it was a fair commitment, and there was everyone was pushing themselves. And and when and actually, you're living like a professional when you get out there as well. For, three or four weeks so you're recovering you're resting it's amazing it's amazing how well how much that improves performance when you have that diet time work sleep everything i mean you're tuned up to yeah. the best you'll ever be to be fair so you know it's that uh, kieran yeah. just on another note in uh, pulling away from the australian rules you yourself um for a long, long time uh, in your career, in county career, you were like you were an I- idol and an icon for younger generations coming up. Um, did you ever feel kind of like pressure that you had to play at a certain standard going out to make sure you know the kids were looking up to you, or did you ever kind of feel that pressure, or did it come come near you at any stage? Or, um, to be honest, it was, it, I was nervous before every game I ever played. Wow. Sort of nerve, just anxious to make sure I would just to play well. Not 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 pe- not people putting pressure on me, just on myself. Uh, it could be Limerick down in Limerick down in Ahan. It's yeah, everything meant every game, especially in the league. You know, we were always fighting. There was no game that was never insignificant. Let's say so. There was always an element of there's something at stake. Um, and then look at. It was to be honest. It was it was more about trying to make sure it was winning. Really, that's yeah. That, that's the biggest point. So yeah, <laughs> the pressure was to, to do well and win. You know, no matter who we were playing. And and you were talking there earlier. Obviously, we were saying that you spent your college life above in UCD, and you won a Sigerson Cup in nineteen ninety five. But 
on that as well, I'm going to say you must be one of the very few awfully men that actually have a Dublin Senior Championship medal in your back pocket as well. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very proud of that medal. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough championship. We, we I'd love to see the videos because we had some great games. We, we knocked out Kim McCook-Crokes in the semi-final with a, with, a, with a goal in the last two minutes. I think it was Joe Fallon, uh, a great West Mead man. And... Uh, Oh, we could, we I won't say we're a pack team. We we a bunch of uh, the dubs wouldn't like it. We a bunch of culties. It was great. <laughs> They're coming up sticking it to them. So, um, and I, I don't feel bad about winning that medal because half the Dublin teams have, you know, the club thing is there's a big club scene in Dublin without doubt. But I mean, they always there is an element of, and it's because of city life and everything else and work and everything. A lot of the clubs have. Players from other counties as well, so you, you felt like you were playing inter county level at Dublin, you know, at Dublin Club. So we had some great games, of course. Beating you couldn't pick a better team to beat in the final than Vincent's. I mean, they're the kingpins, of yeah, one of the you know, so any is to be going to shoot me now, but uh, I mean, Vincent's are the club of Dublin GA, let's say, or one of the clubs. So you know, beating them in the final uh, was huge for us, and of course, that was the was our manager and he was a big huge Vincent's man so you know, it was it was a tough one for him um, but then we got it was, it was then we got absolutely I won't say I, I used the word once on TV and I think my father someone said to me don't ever use that word again but we got absolutely rolled the next day against uh, uh, what do you call them in Wicklow the famous boys, Rathew, isn't Rathew, it? Rathew, yeah. Yeah, the same coach to knock Clara out of the Leinster Championship in 2003, first round. Whole I'm telling you now, I, w- I mean, we were playing in, uh, in Newbridge that day. It's amazing how I remember the games we lose. I can't remember the games we won. That's the truth. I remember the ones we lose. <laughs> or we lost, I should say. But we were in, uh, or in Newbridge. I'm not you hear people talking about ducks and, and puddles. There was a flipping lake in the pitch. There's no way Rat knew were calling this game off. They got I remember them getting around the referee before the game. The referee was trying to call it off because this suited them. This is going to be a bloodbath for them. And they got the game on. And I remember I was definitely clocked twice off the ball within three minutes. <laughs> Only time ever, no, I ended up in hospital twice after games, and that was one. I, um, I, uh, myself and Cormac McInnall and Lord Mercy, and both of us ended up in hospital that night. That, that's how bad the game was. It, and <laughs> that's that's definitely not good. And come here, I ask you as well, and a question they asked you earlier 2004, um, you, you had a great league campaign, uh, <clears throat> you, you best you won it division one, um, sorry. Two. Division, Division two. two, bet down in the final, I think. Yeah, you bet yeah. down, yeah, correct, you bet down in the final. When you went to play Westmead that year, and obviously you know the great party was there and all that, was the, was that a point? It's a phenomenal question, because I'll never forget it, the, la, the Brian Morley score, and they've always said it, you know, the Offaly boys will always say, no, it wasn't, the Westmead boys say it always was. No, no definitely <laughs> was. Definitely <laughs> if, if VAR was here now, or what to call it? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I would lose a million dollars or a million euro if there was a point. <laughs> no way. Ah, listen, come on, you had to be fair to us. You know, you're out winning enough. Just give us all we wanted was one Leinster title. No, look at, look at, 
there's only one good thing about Westmead winning that year. My grandfather, Lord of Mercy, always wanted, and he got to see Westmead win at Leinster. He was Tom Parker, and he followed Westmead every part of the country yeah. for years and years. He got to see the Westmead in the Leinster final and win one, and that's the only good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that came out I don't know at the time. Now, uh, that's because I was playing and you know losing and look at losing to anyone uh, was always a big thing for me to anyone so I can look back at it now and I think the Westmead awfully Westmead leash awfully leash I think that's the, the dominance now of, of Dublin and oh. maybe Mayo yeah. more I think it's just killed that local rivalry no one has that bite. passion about it the, you know they don't have that bite anymore I was even down at the club the other night there where Joe Joe and uh, I played with Offaly in New York last year. It was an, actually a combination team, Offaly Westmead. And it was a Westmead short, Offaly jersey. You know, if you ever saw uh, <laughs> a long story, it was nothing to do with me. But I had a short on me, and someone said to me the other day, Jesus, 10 years ago, you wouldn't see you wearing that. And I said, I sure wouldn't buy now. What you wear, you know. Yeah. It's just that, that bite of rivalry just seems to be gone. Uh, and there was great cracking. I mean, you remember Willie Gar. Or to more before an awfully Westmead match. The places were packed. Oh, wow. And they'd be coming in the bus and there'd be white faces everywhere because people are worried who's going to lose. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's. Yeah. And Kieran, obviously we were talking about your county, but we we'll go back to your your club as well. Like you had you had a huge success with your club in your latter end of your career in the terms of uh, you won an intermediate championship. You got you actually had a good run that year. You got to hold it to Leinster club final, if I'm correct saying mm-hmm. that. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And you know you've ha- you had huge success. So if we take the the county out of it, it winning something with your club, it's an unbelievable feeling. Like for yourself. Um, especially uh, your brother Brian would have been a part of that as well. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. So like, yeah. He, that's work. You know, playing with your brother, um, your family involved. Must it was a huge thing to do for your club, I suppose. Oh, sure. Look, it's. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to describe the. It's. I mean, we celebrated for <laughs> for three or four days. After. It's the best celebrations because. I know it, it's more, it's, it's even more personal because a county team or a college team, or whatever, everyone this, you know, everyone's gone the next day back to their own place or their own club or their own county, whatever it is. You're, you're walking around for weeks or months after, and they're still talking about a county final when you won at home, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and there's, there's, it's just, it's just that, yeah, it, it's very personal when you do with the club, especially when you're such a small club and you're limited resources and you've you've fought and you know about the battles and you know about the pain for the last ten years before that, and, and when you eventually get over the line, because we, I think we knocked on the door for years, semi-finals, finals, quarter-finals, leagues, and, and just couldn't get over the line. So eventually, it was such a relief. Yeah, and, and I suppose on that as well, your your home. You're home now for a while, um, and you've you were in England for the last couple of years, and you were in America as well. On top of that, did you miss the GA uh, while you were away? Obviously, you missed your club and family and all that. But did you miss the GA particularly, or did you get involved when you were abroad, uh, Kieran? In I suppose GA. Um, I think uh, look, at it, I I the biggest. When I retired from office, that that was one of the hardest years the year after because it's such a huge part of life. And then club, we kept going, as you said, for a few years after. And then I suppose 
the, the, the big thing is we have three kids now and when kids come along I, I get you sort of want to give them more time now. Your, your time if you know what I mean yeah, now, yeah. I didn't miss the GA of course I did but at the same time it's not it's just the priority anymore I mean whether it was in the UK or whether it's in the US I got such a great kick out of just seeing the kids going, you know, swimming, golfing, soccer, football, whatever they wanted to play. Just get them out there and get them playing, and uh, and and have you know that's. I think that um, the amount of things that are available for kids now, you're just yeah. flat out. Yeah. You'll you be half an hour. You, you barely have time to see the the Sunday game or the RT player or whatever. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just a different. You, you get sucked into their lives more more than worrying about Offaly or Tubber or whatever. Now, of course, I watched the big games. I got the GA go and saw Tubber lose the semi final last year in the game that they, that they threw away, and you'd be gutted. But I suppose it was just when you're so far away and yeah. it, it hurts for a day or two. But yeah, I, it's. I, and like you are home now, but obviously we don't know how how long you'll be home for yourself. But. Uh, the question I want to know is, will you put back on a Tubber jersey in 2021? Is the lads going to be worried seeing you coming on to pitch? And just on another note on that, I was down in Londres and Clare the other day and in Walk Brian, and I was just telling him I was going to talk to you on an interview during the week. And he said to me that you were back doing a Tubber have set up a junior C team this year. Uh, the likes yeah. of Bon Heaven and these lads and I says to him oh sure Kieran will probably play with that and he says are you fucking mad he says that lad will be stuck in the middle of the senior team is he true in what he said stuck in the middle of the senior team uh, out training now at the minute so I'm not saying anymore it's, it's <laughs> 45 years of age I don't know look at the mind always loves to be you want to get back to the days you had, you played well or whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, I have to <laughs> I have to be realistic here. Uh, a lot of young lads playing football now. I, I'm glad the opportunity, as Brian said, with the junior team there now, and I'll help out with the seniors if they ever need it. But uh, you know, but there's a good hopefully there's a good panel there that they don't need don't need too much. But look at whatever Tubber need will always be there for them. Well, she'd be great there as an impact zone, Karen. You know. 15 minutes left to go, so stick him in full forward and kick a few points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The funny thing about it, Nathan can't see this. I can see, Kieran, and he's smiling here because there's obviously have been a plan already put in Tubber and has been kept top secret until a county no, semi-final. No, 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 no. I can promise you that. No, no, I just, no, what, no. I, what I find it suspicious is about the whole thing is Clara go down to Senior B. Clara are looking at maybe facing Tubber, you know, a bit of a local rivalry going on there. <laughs> Who did like, to bring lads, home? Lads, we have Clara coming. We may get the big lad home from America. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard Clara pulling back all the big guns too, so don't you worry. <laughs> I have uh, I have no doubt Clara are looking at a, a fast return back to senior, but by God, they'll have to earn it against Tubber and Ballygumber. I mean And Paula. Well, I was just about to say they couldn't have picked a worse time to come down with so many neighbours beside oh, them. My God. Every match is going to be in All Ireland for them because yeah, I look at Clara. Everyone in Clara knows me well, but <laughs> when anyone plays Clara around this area, it's a big game for them. So and they know that. And on as well, um, Kieran, because I don't want to keep you on the line for too much longer, but. When the time comes, obviously I know you're still playing a bit of junior football and possibilities of whatever you will play in the year to come. 
do you do you ever feel that you'll go into management or you'd like to go into management or some sort of coaching role? Not just say with with your own club or with your underage, but I'm talking about say going off and managing uh, I suppose a senior club or going into into county or something like that down the future. Yeah, to be honest, Alan, um, I just I don't want to think about that. I don't have the, the time for that. If I if I go into something like that, it'll have to be it'll it's just become all consuming and you know with our own business and things and the kids and everything else. I I'd be scared to commit to something like that. I'd be I'd be terrified to take over too much. Um, and I have been asked. I mean, I've been home five weeks and I've been asked. Which I don't know why, but I I, I um. Yeah, I've been asked whether he even do a selector for some for, for uh, a senior level first for, for some clubs, but I just I just feel that if you're going to give your time for that, it's it's a bit more than just being turning up two or three times a week. Yeah. I mean, the, the way the game is gone now, uh, whether it's senior county or senior club or whatever, it's more than just uh, two or three hours a week. It's preparation. It's there's a psychology piece, there's a physical piece to it, there's a mental piece, there's a you know there's so many different elements that. In, that you need to get right and it, it's it's a much bigger resource and a much bigger um, weight in your time and uh, you know it's if you're going to do it right I wouldn't like to do it half hours if you know what I'm saying yeah, so yeah. In, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't I, I'd, I'd prefer to put the time into the tober and the kids really that's you know, the kids I really love seeing them playing now and doing their own thing and you know, I was out with my daughter tonight. She started golf here in Esker Hills. But it's great to just see them getting off and doing their own thing as well. So, I mean, those years aren't, you know, they're not around forever either. So, you'd, I don't want to miss them, you know. Oh, yeah. And you're 100%. And the thing about it as well, I don't want to keep you on too long, but, like, your family alone, it's embedded in football in terms of, like, Teresa your sister, like she was an awfully senior into county ladies footballer as well, yeah. along with yourself, and Prime was a good club uh, footballer as well, yeah. so you've always kind of had that breed and um, I suppose, what's the word I'm looking for, hunger, even as, as a family and desire to succeed on the pitch, and off the pitch I, as a family, you're, you're, I suppose Jesus, you couldn't say a bad word about you to be fair to you um, but listen, I, I don't want on air, I suppose <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to hear what he was saying about the football there's many guys saying about me in a football field anyway see I'm sure anyway oh, no. I either deserve them or no. whatever but I wouldn't okay I, it's great it's great now the one thing I do is, it's great you can look back and all that whether it was the rows or the boxes or whatever it was it, no matter who you meet now it's it's one thing about GA it's sort of left there and yeah. thankfully it is, the, it is. There, there's a respect there that, that, that there's for me, anyway, it was always about whoever you're playing for winning, you know. So it was never, it was never a personal thing. It was always about winning. And uh, yeah, thanks for the kind words about the money. But it was funny because last Tuesday night at the Go Games, there's ten McManuses down well. When I say McManuses, between my my family, Irishes and Brian's, there's nine of us, nine nine of the kids down there, and Trust has two more in the area. So that. They're all down in Tugger Field, so that's great, you know. You're taking over. You're ta- the only problem I, I, I'd say to you is, and the only regret, that you never came over and put on the black and amber jersey in Rosemont. Because you're only across the border. You could have played a bit of football with us. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, sure, my, my father was chairman of Rosemont, if you, if you saw that, for many years. We were, I was at as many Rosemont games as Tugger games in the early days. Really? You know, we, 
the finals against Tupper Clare and was it Tupper Clare you beat in the county finals yeah. from NAC? Yeah, I mean, I was at all those games, and no, I, I'd be always looking out for Rosemont. I always see Rosemont as our a half brother, if you want to say. Yeah, so, so. but that's the thing. But even when you were going well, we used to always because I remember Dad and them, like we used to always go to your games. Just I don't know what it was because you're they ended up all drinking the cat and bagpipes or the style bar anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know, but the half the club is sort of mixed across in the Hanafis and the you know you, you, Darcy's and you different families sort of on yeah. both sides, and it's. You know, both of them, in, you know, at the administration level, many club or you know, Tober people and Rosemont people are involved on both sides, and we're always seen as the smaller clubs up against the big ones. You know, more Clara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always, we're always boxing up, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. But anyways, Kieran, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, chatting you for the last while. Um, I wish you the very best of luck in the future. Um and hopefully we'll get to have a pint shortly down the line in the cat and bagpipes get cattle tone to open up and we'll get a few into it that'll work <laughs> I'll, can, I, can I come too <laughs> I'll talk to you then sir I appreciate the call alright alright Karen. thanks everyone Cheers. thank you bye bye thanks everybody alright bye and of course that was the fantastic Mr. Kieran McManus awfully legend of course Outstanding man. Outstanding man. A great player. Great guy to talk to. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Really want to say thanks uh, to Kieran for coming in and giving us his his precious time this evening to have a quick chat with us. Yeah. Nathan, that's it. That's it for this week's episode. Nice little short one, Murph. I'm happy enough with that one. I'm happy enough with that one. Don't forget, you can check our website, www.kickthefmball.com. And you can subscribe, guys, on that. So you can sign up on that and you receive the podcast every Friday. Um, and also, don't be shy on our Instagram or our Facebooks. Let us know what you want to do or what's going on, really. Most of the messages we get are just, does Nathan really, really not know that much about GAA? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, because it shows <laughs> it shows in nearly every episode that we do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, from us this week, I'll kick the effing broadcast from me, Nathan. And me, Murph. Keep on poking. We'll, we'll see you next week. Stop taking my lines. Hey, oh, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>